Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Fake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Okay, so welcome to episode 44. I'm sitting here in the Ignite Expo Hall, which is obnoxiously large, with Rich Diz and Andrew Salamatov. And um, Andrew, when did you get in? Hey guys, uh, I actually just got in a couple hours ago. I flew all the way uh, in, from, in the morning from New York, and before that I was in San Francisco. So I have a bit of a crisscross path in, uh, across the US this week. It's really cool to see the engineers getting out there. I've had a few people comment on like the difference now at Microsoft with you guys being able to get out there and speak to kind of developers across the field. So it's good. I know it's not that glamorous to be traveling, jumping around that quickly, but it's cool to get out there at those different things. Yeah, hey, no worries. Uh, I'm from New York originally, so I got to see my family. So it was a good stopover. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how about you, Rich? When did you get in? I got in on Saturday. We had a cool little hackathon here in Chicago. We might talk about that a little bit later, but participated in that so I got to go home do some laundry and and jump right back out yeah that that laundry thing I might have actually got to try and find one and I think the hotel might have it so I've got to go and get some stuff washed well, run, running out of clothes isn't the point of these conferences to acquire enough t-shirts you yeah. don't need to do laundry <laughs> and, you know you have a and socks conference. I have my do.com socks on right now <laughs> and I grabbed like five of them so like, that saves me washing my socks at least hey for everybody listening you guys should send some socks to Jeremy you <laughs> yeah. could use them I got a funny feeling this is going to get awkward on Thursday when people listen to the show um as a funny one last show last week we had um rob howard and shacks and self and richard and we were talking about andrew connell and the fact that he actually got hit by a car in san francisco and thank you to the listeners for the concern and ringing him and texting him to ask whether he was okay he came up to me um on friday and was like dude he goes there's been like five people like come up to me like what did, what did you say on the show and i was like you just got hit by a car it's fine and so he had to ring his wife because he hadn't even told his wife yet and he's like i don't want my wife to find out via facebook that i got hit by a car because you're podcast <laughs> listeners so i'm like well people must be listening that's the good thing yeah. So um, how have you found this week so far? It's been good. Um, you know, it's obviously a different audience than from Build last week. You know, we have a lot of, you know, a, a pretty big IT pro audience, but, you know, we've had good turnout, lots of uh, interest. And this place, like you said, it's huge. I was looking at um, one of our big Microsoft execs. I did a, a he tweeted his uh, statistics from his band and he had already walked around this facility like four miles, you know, and I'm like, you probably, as being an exec, you probably have some sort of like backstage, like golf cart that like drives you around and you still got to four miles. So I don't even want to know what I've been walking uh, yeah. around this place. My uh, feet are, are very sore already and it's only day two. So it's, um, it's pretty amazing seeing 22,000 people queue up for lunch. It's um, just incredible seeing a sea of people. And Oh, yeah, on like our a, session yesterday. Like a water buffalo. They just keep <laughs> yeah. going and going and going nonstop. It was, uh, it was quite interesting to, to see something well, like that. The funniest bit was that um, yesterday, minor, myself and Rob Lethitz had our overview session where we did all the announcements of all the new bits and pieces. And uh, we had to fight against that crowd to get to the room an hour early to do the tech check because we have so many devices. And it was quite amazing. Like As soon as we started walking, this sea of people moved over a little bit. So there was a, a gap for us to walk <laughs> down past them all. So nice. yeah, it definitely showed you the scale of this event. and the, Obviously, seeing everyone crammed in a keynote room is pretty incredible too. But um, so I, in terms of, Andrew, what you've been up to, I mean, you're in the exchange team. Um, maybe for people who didn't listen to the show we had you on before, like what do you do in uh, the engineering team and, and what are the announcements that we made specifically to your stuff at Build and what we've kind of re-shown at Ignite this week? 
Yeah, uh, thanks for leading into that. So I'm a program manager. I've been in the exchange team. It's funny, I now actually say that I'm on the Outlook team because uh, as part of this one Microsoft mantra, we're combining teams more and more closely together. And so we're responsible for more and more of the product. And so uh, my team is actually responsible for extensibility across Exchange and Outlook.com and also all of the Outlook clients. And so we, we actually had some really exciting announcements last week uh, at Build. We talked about Outlook.com and add-in platform uh, getting there, and so we demoed uh, uh, some add-ins in Outlook.com. In fact, it's possible for developers out there to get a preview account and uh, try it out on their own in, in their own uh, preview developer preview Outlook.com account. We talked about our vision for Outlook add-in extensibility going forward. And we announced uh, the brand new feature, which is what we're calling add-in commands, the ability for add-ins to actually put buttons in the Outlook desktop uh, ribbon. And these buttons can do a number of things, such as uh, uh, launch a task pane, or just execute some logic and not even show any UI at all. And just with a click of a button, the user can, can get something done. So we were super excited to, to announce all of these things. Uh, and, as I, and as I said in my, in my session, kind of the key three takeaways that I want everybody to have is that it's super simple and easy to get started building for Outlook. Just check out dev.outlook.com and get going. The platform is pretty rich, feature rich, and powerful. And we have some really awesome and interesting integrations built and already in the Office Store today. Uh, for anyone to check out. And finally, the opportunity is really awesome, especially by bringing in Outlook.com into the picture. With an add-in, developers can now reach over 400 million users. You know, how many platforms can really get you something like that? So it's a really cool opportunity. For That's an awesome number to throw around. And it I think is. actually your session title at Build and here is, it mentions that, right? Yeah, that you're does. going to that. And so the, the, your session's been packed. And so I'd highly recommend anyone listening to go and grab that off Channel 9. So if you go to buildwindows.com and look at the recordings, you can go and find his session. And it, I think the demo is just really compelling because, you know, as we learn the, the add-in model where it's HTML and JavaScript, whether I'm building for Outlook, Word, PowerPoint, Excel, SharePoint, like the model's the same. And it was funny, we were just in a meeting this morning, Rich, with um, the leadership forum guys. And so it's a select group of people that cite CIOs and, you know, a bit, bit lower in enterprises. And we could only demo off a, uh, a Surface Hub, mm-hmm. so a big giant touchscreen. I was like, how am I going to do these demos? I can't install, install Visual Studio on this. So I, like, I know we can use Napa. So open up www.napacloudapp.com and um, basically run up the sample app for Mail Compose. Click Run. You put in my Exchange credentials and it basically allowed me to debug an app running in Outlook um, in Exchange Online, like directly in the browser, just logged in as the Office 365 user, which was pretty compelling. And I think they were a bit blown away by that, Rich, hey? I was blown away by it. I, I think you're probably like made a record in terms of like the first person to, you know, actually build an app with one of those touch keyboards on like a, a, a big screen like that. So. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing that, you know, we make it so easy to kind of hook in and do those things. And Next time you got to demo that in HoloLens or Xbox One. <laughs> like with the Connect or something. Yeah, exactly. What, one thing that really astounded me, actually, with the whole infrastructure and the way you've improved things is, that, and I always kind of forget to push this, and I want to make a big, big, bigger thing to do it because I didn't do too much VSTO command in stuff, was the deployment story is just significantly better now. Mm-hmm. So that 
XML manifest that Napa or Visual Studio creates for you automatically and has all the goodness of the URL where the, the website's running, where the, you know, the code's going to run in the iframe or the JavaScript that gets executed as part of the adding command being clicked. That manifest kind of goes directly against that individual's list of apps that they manage. But also as an admin, you can deploy them in the app catalog within Exchange Online. Then it means that anyone who opens up OWA will actually see those apps available to them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the other really nifty feature I like about Nap is how simple it is to publish to Azure or any other web host that you have. Yeah. There's a dedicated button for it. You just hit publish and it goes straight there. So yeah. uh, it really makes development simple and it makes management and playing around with the apps uh, very simple and easy to get started. So when you upload a new XML manifest into like the app catalog, I, I noticed like, do you need to close Outlook for then those add-ins to show up in the interface? Like, w at what point is it checking to see whether there's new manifests that are available to it? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, the answer is no, you don't need to close anything. What happens behind the scenes is that this manifest gets uh, saved into the user's mailbox. And there are kind of two flows that happen. If the user is installing this add-in for themselves into their own mailbox, uh, Outlook is actually going to get a notification, just as if a new mail arrived into Outlook. And then Outlook will go and sync this manifest down, and the app will appear on its own, should it appear within a couple of seconds right after you install that add-in. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, because we did, uh, Richard built this amazing demo, which is in the kickoff session that myself and Robble did, uh, the do.com demo with the, the app command add-in. And he just sent me the XML manifest in an email, and I just went to manage, manage apps and add the manifest via the file on my desktop. And it was just came up straight away. I didn't have to do anything else at all, which I was really uh, impressed with that kind of the flow and the smoothness of it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we also have a second flow, and that's if you uh, install the add-in for the organization. So if an administrator wants to install this add-in for everybody in the org, then that uh, manifest actually gets saved to the organizational mailbox. And in that case, uh, that mailbox gets uh, uh, pinged about approximately every four hours or so, and so it might take a little longer for that add-in to appear. But the good thing is that the users themselves they don't have a negative experience because they're not the ones that added this add-in to begin with. So they, they didn't know to expect this until it appears there. And then they say, oh, cool, now I have this uh, a new functionality in my Outlook file. I think one of the, the, the cool, you, since you bring up like the old way with Vistio right. and, and deployment, I mean, to me, the big thing is, is think about an update, right? In, in the VSTO world, you have to go and like work with like, I mean, you may be able to deliver it via click once, or maybe it's something that's like pushed through SCOM, but in this, in this new model, all I have to do is deploy the new version of, of that website and bang, everyone has it immediately, right? There's no, there's no waiting. I don't have to distribute it out to the millions of users that are using that app, that add-in. See how I caught myself there on that? <laughs> Drink. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But, they, you know, it's there uh, instantaneously. So I think that's, that's a huge benefit of this whole deployment model that we're moving into. Yeah, and, and the other thing was, like, the, those, the, especially that leadership forum group, there was a bunch of guys that had already built Outlook com add-ins. And they were saying it was really hard for them to maintain because they couldn't find people who understood com add-ins. And I've done a little bit of work in that space, but I was more of a SharePoint developer when I was a consultant. I've tried a few times over the years to dabble in it. And to show these guys in Napa, like, here's the lines of code. And they're like, well, that's just HTML and JavaScript. Like, yeah. I could write that. I'm like, yeah, you could. And there's the like, point. Yeah. right. And they're like, Office JS, well, can you show me some stuff? And I showed them, like, how you could uh, pull the title and the to and the from. And they're like, well, that just makes sense. It's just item dot whatever. And, and so um, it was really interesting to see, like, them get excited about the fact that, well, we have this whole team of web developers 
that we can now use to build these add-ins for for Outlook and other Office Office products. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a little bit ironic almost, but it's entirely on purpose in that our demos are actually very short because you know, once you create the project, there isn't really much to show. It's yeah. Office.js is super simple to use. It's exactly it makes sense. So, but at the same time, it's a positive because then then it means we can demo some cool scenarios that you can do as opposed to demoing. How do you actually set the whole environment up and, and get going? Yeah, so. it's like two clicks and you're in, kind of deploying and debugging on it. And so outside of that, you've done that session, um, and I'll make sure in the show notes we link off to those downloads so people can get to it. Why were you in New York other than to just catch up with family? <laughs> well, uh, actually, I was super excited to be in New York this time, and not just to see my family, uh, but also because uh, we... TechCrunch Disrupt Hackathon was going on and the TechCrunch Disrupt Conference uh, is also going on this entire week. And I had the uh, the pleasure to actually sponsor uh, one of the contests. So in, in, the, in the main hackathon, there's the main hackathon contest going on and then individual sponsors such as Microsoft and a variety of others, uh, they, they have their own little contest that they sponsor and all of the participants can join multiple contests at the same time. You just have to meet the criteria for that sponsor. And so we hosted our own contest and, and the, the criteria is very simple, build with our REST APIs or build a mail add-in. And we, had, uh, we actually had a lot of sub submissions. It was fantastic. Out of a total of 105 presentations, we had 18 submissions. And it was really, boy, I gotta tell you, it was really tough judging. There were some really, really good uh, submissions and we felt bad that we couldn't give a prize to, uh, you know, to almost all of them pretty much. So, so what prizes were they up for as part of the competition? Oh, we gave out, we gave out, uh, we got some feedback based on our previous prizes. And so we gave out what participants asked us the most, which is cold hard cash. <laughs> you so, gave cash oh, for winning? Cash, yeah. So wow. we gave three grand for a first place prize, 1500 for a second place and uh, 500 bucks for a third place prize. Wow. And I want to do a shout out to uh, Holy Timesheets, Pingbox and Lingo in Line. Uh, they were, those were the winners of our contests. So can you, what, what did they build at? What, what made them compelling enough to win the cash? Yeah, great question. The first place prize winner, those guys built a timesheet submission service. Now you think that it's a pretty boring uh, thing or scenario, which except um, a lot of a lot of users actually have to submit timesheets as part of their daily workflow, which can be kind of boring. But these guys, they automated the entire submission. So they, uh, so what they basically did is partitioned your emails and your calendar appointments based on projects. And then they even came up with, they did a, uh, analytics on it. And so they checked, you know, how many characters did you write in an email? How long was that email? And based on that, they came up with values for how much time you spent sending those emails and how much time you spent in meetings on specific projects. And then that's how they automatically made suggestions for you as to how much time to submit on a timesheet. That's really cool. As a, a previous consultant, that would have saved me so much time. Right, exactly. It was fantastic. Uh, and the second place, guys, they built a really cool, uh, so they called it Pingbox. It's basically turning your uh, inbox, mail inbox, into a list of tasks and actions. And so if you send an email to someone, you could then, with a mail add-in, you could press a button and ping it to make sure that that uh, task, in their view, goes up to the very top. Uh, and you had up to three pings and you have to make sure that you distribute them uh, well so you don't keep pinging everything and everybody gets uh, overwhelmed with pings. So you really have to th prioritize which task you need other people to complete uh, as fast as possible. That's really cool, I've not heard of that before. Yeah, it was a really cool idea. And the last one was all about learning a new language. So it was a mail add-in that would open on, uh, on any message. Uh, but when you open that add-in, it would translate some words for you in that message. And other words, it would say, 
uh, do you remember how to translate this word? You know, type it in and we'll check to make sure you know it. So if you're trying to learn a language, uh, this is a really great tool to, to use because you, you can use it all the time, every single day. Wow, that's actually a really cool scenario. I have seen some of their stuff before, but that's a really nice scenario about looping that into the mail add-in as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, um, you know, in terms of uh, the other hackathons, like what other stuff did you, did you get a chance to have a look at what other people were building outside of our space? Uh, yeah, so there were a lot of interesting uh, hacks there. There were some for Yammer that were pretty interesting. Uh, some of the some of the top were were actually emergency apps, and I had never seen that uh, previously. So this was an interesting learning experience for me as well, uh, which is all about being able to very quickly and easily alert uh, any of your emergency contacts that you're in trouble. And it sends out your GPS signal. It sends out. It starts taking a video. It starts recording audio. It basically does everything possible to notify everybody around you what's going on. So. We could probably use that after the parties uh, after these events. <laughs> this week. <laughs> I think we could use a uh, find, get me home app instead. <laughs> do you really want like a record of all that? <laughs> I don't think that would be that safe to do that right now. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. And you've got your wife in town with you as well. That's uh, been an interesting one. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, as much as like we've been traveling lately. It's, yeah, it's good, good to have time with her. That's right. So I got to stop by and do some laundry and I was like, hey, you're coming with me. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Ignite. So yeah, it's awesome to meet the better half, basically. That's right, and she definitely is. So it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, she's my my wife has a background in in consulting as well and Microsoft yeah. technology. So this you know she fits at home here. Yeah, that's cool. And um, so we had a, we had a hackathon as well that we were at this weekend, and um, I just want to tip my hat to you for doing a, an all nighter at the event. I had to go home. I was exhausted from build and the London Evolutions and the Sydney conference I was at. But you stayed up all night. What was your impressions of the hackathon this week that uh, it was Andrew Clark and Paul Schaefline and, the, and a bunch of guys in Chicago put together with some local teams? Yeah, so the Chicago's Next hackathon, it was a little bit of a different spin, right? It wasn't so much, uh, they, they really uh, kind of came up with a, a set of community scenarios, things that kind of helped the community. So there were things like, you know, we... We have a, a growing elderly population and many of these people can't drive anymore. How can we solve that and try to organize rides for them? Or, you know, if it was domestic violence, what are ways that we can help triage someone that's going through those challenges and get them the help that they need? And so it, everyone that had participated in this hackathon, they were really challenged at See if you can't use, you know, some of the, the Microsoft technologies like Azure and Office 365 to come up with a solution to make, you know, make that a more productive, uh, you know, experience and, and, and try to solve these challenges with, with these technologies. So it was really cool to see what, you know, people came up with. Yeah, and it was interesting because there was a mixture of, there was some uh, software integrators there, you know, from the local subs. So there, there was a SharePoint shop that there, and they kind of, their demos were very heavy SharePoint. And there was, you know, some guys, the usual suspects on TweetSphere with Chris Givens and Shannon Bray and um, uh, Mikhail Svensson that kind of came up with a, a pretty cool a cool app was basically you could mark locations for volunteers that they had to be in. And if they moved out of that zone, they were meant to be volunteering in. It was tracking the amount of time that they actually spent volunteering. I am really, really glad we don't have that on our booth because I've been in sessions all day and speaking to lots of people and Sonia keeps commenting that I'm not at the booth all the time and the app would really prove that. Um, but that was pretty cool. But I think the most exciting ones for me were uh, the teams that had the UX guys. The ones that had the polished UI that end to end looked like a finished product. 
and the team, the, the what was it, pan, Panda Passenger or Passenger Panda, um, and they had this cool like user interface that was logged in with um, Azure Active Directory, and it was using our new API endpoints to uh, store information in SharePoint and grab calendar information from calendar. Uh, and you know they only had 24 hours to do this, and they had to work out what they were going to build before they even started building too. So the Rangers and obviously Europe big help there, helping them kind of get unblocked with the technology. It was exciting to see what they could build in 24 hours. Yeah, so I think the team you're thinking of is the the Chi Town Pandas. Chi, that's all right, Chi Town Pandas. And what was cool is, you know, it's to me it's gratifying when you have a group like that that they they'd actually never worked with like our Office 365 APIs or Azure AD or anything like that, and they they were able to you know get something pretty cool together relatively fast. They even built a like a Xamarin mobile app that connected in and do some things. So, so yeah, it was really neat. And one of the cool things about you know this this um, hackathon was obviously there were some prizes. They didn't get any cold hard cash like um, at, at the one Andrew went to, but um, these guys did get some cool swag and, and also had the ability to maybe pitch their idea to you know someone that might be able to help fund it and make it real. So there was some kind of a, a cool aspect to that. Yeah, and the other bit that just blew my mind was we had some students there as well. I don't know if there was there any students at the TechCrunch one or yeah, there were, and that was actually uh, one of the most astonishing things is that we had a range of of people from 15 years old yeah. to all the way to 60, and that was so cool to see everybody throughout, uh, you know, all all uh, age ranges, uh, hacking away and going there uh, after midnight, staying up and and building. So yeah, we had high school students, we had college students, we had recent grads, and it was everybody there. Yeah, well, I think all the engineers that were sitting there when we were doing the presentations, I was one of the judges with um, a few of the other guys. And there was one team that came up and it was a mixture of uh, girls and boys. And they were, some of them were high school and middle, middle school. So they were fairly young, right? I mean, that's 14, 15, 16. And there would have been 60 odd people in that room and they got up on stage and it did not phase them whatsoever. They were so confident with their presentation for five minutes that, you know, it put a lot of people to shame that were, you know, other people were there that didn't look as confident on the stage and didn't, couldn't pitch the idea as strong. And that student team came second and um, they got some really nice headphones. Uh, I didn't know the brand of the headphones, but they looked pretty sick, like DJ quality uh, headphones. So they were totally chuffed uh, and they did all nighters. They looked very tired at the end of it as well. I think they were after, after permission for not going into school on Monday, but I'm not sure if they got away with that or not. Nice. But it just makes you scared that these guys are on it so well. There was one 17 year old that built a native Android app in three hours that talked back through to SharePoint lists using our new API endpoint. And he'd never built anything against their APIs and. Um, you know, that, that's definitely not what I was doing when I was 15, that's for sure. So <laughs> that was really cool to see, like, what well, the youth are, are coming through and what they're going to do in our industry as well. Jeremy, you've been working with SharePoint so long. I'm surprised that's not what you've been doing since uh, 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, sadly too long with SharePoint. It's nice to get out of it and play with some of this other new stuff. Nice. And um, the buzz from this week, Rich, what's, what's your, I mean, build was a super, super high for us from the development audience, but uh, and then we had the HoloLens stuff and... Uh, was there anything that really kind of got you excited in our keynotes from Ignite? Honestly, I, I didn't have a chance to sit through the the main um, Ignite keynote. There yeah. was there was a number of things that um, I got to see that was specific to Office from a keynote standpoint. You know, I think um, <laughs> reaffirming some of the excitement we have and, and how we're centering a lot of technology around um, Office 365 groups. I think that's kind of a, a yeah. cool thing and, and how, you know, so many layers are kind of being added to that. Um, so that, that 
could probably be my my kind of highlight in terms of you know not having so many developer announcements this week, but from what the platform itself, something that's being added is you know, I think that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, I think you know that, that we didn't release any new news here. We did everything at build from a we I say development team scenario, but from the the product overall, I think the the roadmap that we shared around Dell, for instance, pretty exciting. The I think Mark Cashman showed the new group app on the mobile phone. Uh, for showing like conversations with files and calendaring around the, the, this notion of a group. Um, so that was pretty exciting to see and uh, people understanding like what that means to them from an end user perspective was really, really cool. The, um, there's some other things this week. They, sh they previewed some new VNext portal stuff around ways that they can dynamically pull content together and build like these magazines as a user interface for like corporate news, which is pretty cool too. So um, people were super excited with that and obviously we have the Office 2016 preview, so we have the group integration with the calendars. I know you're very heavy into the dev stuff, but is there anything coming in that way around extensibility in those interfaces in Outlook that you know of just yet, Andrew, or is it too early to share there? Uh, it's a little too early to share. We do have some REST API, uh, APIs that we announced around groups yeah. functionality, and so we have a talk on that. I believe it's actually later today at five o'clock. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. I encourage everybody to uh, take a look at at least our video and, and uh, the slide presentation if you're not able to make it in person. Um, and of course, we're we're always thinking about you know what is the right way, what is the best way to put uh, mail add-ins into the group's uh, functionality. But yeah, we don't really have anything to announce at this point about that. Now, the, the one thing people keep asking is that in the ellipses, I mean, they are improving that UI because it stinks at the minute in terms of you click the ellipse and it lists like files, calendar, and membership, and all those bits. You'll actually be able to get in there. So you'll be able to launch something which is in context of the group, which is really neat. And we've built the, that property inspector app out that uh, Topoginski demoed at Build and that kind of shows that notion. So, you know, that we create a group per property you'll be able to launch our web app that's running in Azure from that group page that's just the out-of-the-box experience. So that's going to be really cool to see how people kind of build and extend around, around that stuff too. And then what else is going on this week? We've got Fallout Boy at the attendee conference. I did not know who that guy was in the keynote. The common, the rap guy, I, I'm showing my age now. Like I'm sure there was a lot of people going, I really don't know who this guy is, but... There was a few people jumping up and dancing, so clearly it obviously ticks a few boxes on the audience. Yeah, I don't know. I'm older than you, so I, I definitely didn't know. So, <laughs> are you talking? Was there a special guest at the keynote? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I, I missed it. Yeah, he um, he came on before Sasha came on and uh, got the crowd pumping and and everyone on Twitter like, uh, who who is this guy? <laughs> so, so no Bill Clinton this time. No, no Bill Clinton. Yeah, but um, yeah. So it's uh, it's been a crazy few weeks, I guess. We've uh, I'll be glad to get back to Redmond actually and start focusing on the next six months of what we're going to be starting to announce. So um, it's going to be good. And yeah. you'll, you'll be back up in Redmond as well, right? Yeah, probably pretty soon. Yeah. Um, lots of readiness stuff. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, for all the listeners that are looking for, you know, training content out on dev.office.com and GitHub, you know, we'll be doing, you know, new revs of that to, you know, uh, align with some of the new announcements we made. So lots of work that goes into getting all that ready and, and put out there, but that'll be coming quite soon. Yeah, and I'm quite excited. I've managed to convince CJ that I can carve out a day a week to actually do like full code. So I'm gonna be trying to keep up with you and building some cool sample demos as well to get, get a little bit more dirty than I was before where I was kind of 
taking other people's samples and polishing them for demos. I want to start building stuff from scratch to, you know, feel the pain and give these engineers like Andrew a hard time when stuff doesn't work out. It probably should work as a developer, I nice. guess. I was going to say, if you can carve out an extra day, we could use you as a developer in our platform. <laughs> yeah, I think CJ might not like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for coming and jumping on the show because I know you've, uh, you've just landed and just kind of getting your headset for your session. And your session's tomorrow? Tomorrow, 1.30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've had some cool pack sessions. Andrew Connell's session was uh, blocked. They had to create a new room to stream it to. And uh, Vesa Uvedon's session was the same, right? It's a repeat. Yeah, they're, yeah, gonna they're actually repeat. gonna do a whole nother, pre I mean, they did a presentation this morning, which was a repeat of the one he did yeah. yesterday. So oh, wow. that was on SharePoint branding. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so there's definitely some interest in the patterns and practices stuff this week. And they just shipped a new pack for the month. Um, so if you haven't seen that, if you go to dev.office.com and the resources tab and battens and practices, there's a, a whole new rev of the uh, provisioning engine for SharePoint and um, some really cool new little snart samples that um, different community members have put together. So a bunch of cool stuff this week. And uh, so just download all those videos, chuck them on your iPad or your Surface and sit there and enjoy the sunshine with them running in the background, I guess. And send socks to Jeremy. And send socks to Jeremy. I'm going to get socks in the mail now, aren't I? Oh, well, building one. <laughs> <laughs> one microsoft way cool all right well thanks very much guys and um i hope you guys are enjoying the show it's been nice to have people come up and say thank you for doing it and you know it's part of my job but i really enjoy kind of getting the word out there and it's great that you guys are listening clearly are because you were concerned about andrew's health hey so, by the way we had a we had a taker on the t-shirt last week so for oh, this one did? for this one why don't we like if, if you uh send us a tweet and mention this show We'd, uh, we'll send a Raspberry Pi raspberry to them. Raspberry Pi, yeah. Yeah, because if you fill out the hands-on labs here, you get a Raspberry Pi. So we've had a lot of people doing hands-on labs. So yeah, so uh, hashtag Office365Dev, hashtag podcasts, hashtag MSIgnite, and we'll, we'll pick some winners and we'll send you some Raspberry Pis. Sounds good. I like what you're doing. You're just giving away all our swag. This is great. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. And the t-shirts are going pretty well this week. I'm pretty impressed. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the week, guys, and um, we'll be on the show next week. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com dev, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 technical network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365. So, Rich, you've had how much sleep overnight? That would be none, Jeremy. How are you performing still? Like, you're drinking purely unsweetened real brewed tea which i'm sure is loaded full of caffeine i don't know is it but i really haven't had much you're like as wide as you normally are it's a little bit scary i went for a run early this morning and um did you shower i did i did okay so you went back to the hotel ran no sleep and then came straight back that's right because i wanted to hack how's it how have you found it what what have you been seeing with the teams what they've been doing it's been wonderful <laughs> you are as high as a kite right now aren't you no on life yes you just want me to sing more I, See, I, I was singing earlier. I sometimes do that and, okay, I'm done. What, what were you singing? Nothing, I was making up songs. Come up with something new. No, stop it, stop. <laughs>